Well, um, I uh, told you at the beginning of uh, service that I had, you know, someone asked me like, well, hey, your guys' service happens to fall right on Halloween. So you've probably got like a really good um, sermon together on like fear or like demons or like something really fun like that. And uh, um, I'm actually going to talk to you about good posture, <laughs> which whatever, <laughs> like it's, it's really funny to me because um, I always feel like there's some like earthly pressure that I have to like speak towards whatever um, like festival or holiday or whatever we're doing. And that doesn't, that doesn't really always work for me. And so tonight we're going to talk about posture problems. Now, um, as we talk about this, um, at least, at least the image that I have, um, I think I put an image out there. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Um, but, um, there, there, there is a, um, um, a skeleton because it's talking about posture and you're talking about like the way you sit and stuff. Um, this is going to make sense. I think just bear with me. Okay. So Beth and I have been going to the chiropractor for years. Okay. Um, and you guys are like, he's really actually talking about posture. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I can tell you, I can tell you why we started going, um, was, um, I, I would have back problems that would flare up from time to time. Okay. And, uh, um, it was, it was usually like once a year and I have, I have no clue why I would have any back issues at all. Um, Bethany would tell you it's probably from me, uh, ratchet strapping furniture to my body, which the chiropractor does not approve of apparently. Um, Beth, uh, we had, we had this really big metal file cabinet that I had gotten from my father that we loved. And it was in a garage that we had at the house we were renting. And um, we decided where we finally wanted it in the house. And so I'm not kidding. I ratchet strapped this thing to me <laughs> to bring it in the house. And Bethany was, of course, repeatedly asking me, do you need help? And I was, of course, saying, no, I got it. Like, clearly, you can see it's strapped to me. I'm good. Um, Anyway, so um, there was there was one time it was it was years ago. I believe we lived in Blanchester at the time. That literally, I woke up. My back had gotten so bad that I couldn't get out of bed. Like I was I was done. And uh, um, I ended up. That was when we finally went to the chiropractor. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, we went to the chiropractor, and uh, we've gone ever since. And the chiropractor, when I when I came in, he's like, okay, you need to be here like twice a week for like this long. And I was like. Yeah, it's not really kind of my jam. <laughs> uh, can we do something less like, you know, once a year? Did that work? Is that an option? Anyways, um, this and so this week, um, we actually went to the chiropractor. I think it was Thursday, right? Am I right about that? Yes. Thursday, we went to the chiropractor. And for some reason at our chiropractor, I get like randomly pulled for exams. I swear it's every other month. Bethany will be like, they've never done an exam with me, like ever. 
But it's like every other week they're like, all right, Tom, we've got paperwork for you. I don't know if it's like they're concerned about me or what it is. And so I always have to do this paperwork and then I have to go back and the chiropractor talks to me like about, you know, what's going on and, and how am I feeling and where are my aches and where are my pains and where are my issues. And so I usually tell him that I literally, and I, I've said this for years, I feel like I'm a creaky old man, which some of you are like, just shut up and stop talking. But um, but like everything creaks on me. Like, I, I, I don't know why, but it, but it just does. And, um, it was funny because we got to a point where he was like, okay, like he's, he's making me like, you got, I got to move my head this way. I got to move my head. And he's like measuring all these things and all the motions. Then he was like, okay, go ahead and touch your toes. And I just turned to him and I was like, come on, seriously, that's not going to happen. You know, like that touching my toes is not in the list of things that Tommy can do, okay? Um, and he, he always asked, you know, he asked about my job. Hey, how's the job going? He's like, are you still sitting for long periods of time? And, and it always typically leads to a conversation about good posture, right? And what's weird for me is like while I was writing all this up, like I was sitting at my desk in here and I was like trying to do it right, you know, because like I'm writing about it and I'm thinking about, oh, I guess I should, I guess my posture is really bad when I'm like typing like this and everything. Anyways, um, and, but what it got me thinking about is it got me thinking about our posture spiritually because there is, a, there are a lot of side effects for bad posture, right? Does anyone know, understand that? There are a lot of side effects for bad posture. And we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit, and we're going we're gonna to talk about posture problems uh, because I think there are some things um, in the church that have been good in nature, but maybe not beneficial when it comes right down to it. And so uh, this might come together, or you guys might say, well, you had an off night, whatever. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> So let, let me talk about this. Um, I want to talk about first religious posture. Because I, as I began thinking about this, and I thought, I thought about our spiritual posture, I think often in religion, often in the church, your physical posture, okay, has been too focused on for your spiritual experience, we have put a lot into the physical posture of someone and very little into the spiritual posture of somebody. Uh, let, let, me, let me explain this. People, people will feel like they cannot have a moment with God if they're not, you know, if they're not sitting or if they're not standing or if they're not kneeling or if they're not laying or if they're not jumping or if they're not running or even maybe it's the physical location that they may be in, right? If, I, if I'm not in the church or if I'm not on the front pew or if I'm not on the back pew or if I'm not in the third pew or whatever it is, right? There are all these physical limitations and these things that we put in regard to our posture in the church, okay? And I believe many times those postures are more in relation to what someone wants you to do. Now, I'm going to say this. And it, it, may, it may come out a little weird, but you guys know my heart. There are a lot of times that pastors, evangelists, speakers can do a lot to get people to have a posture that they want when they're preaching a message. It's, it's actually really easy. Because what's weird is if you're up here in a church service and you say, I want everyone to stand up, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> 
almost everybody's going to stand up. And if you say, I want everyone to form a line, or if you say, I want everyone to line up here, or if I want everyone to kneel down, you can literally, from a microphone, get almost anyone to do anything in a church setting. It's kind of weird how that happens. Bethany and I, um, uh, we used to lead a Bible study at the company um, that we both worked at, okay? And when um, I left the company, um, the Bible study kind of, it was like, it kind of fizzled out. And then um, someone actually brought their pastor in. And I don't know how they did this, okay? But somehow they were able to get their pastor come lead the Bible study at the company. I don't know how the company did this. I don't even know if they had permission, I, I don't remember, but I was gone and Bethany was still there and Bethany was like, um, yeah, they've asked me to come to this Bible study and she's like, I just don't know about it, you know, blah, 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 blah. I said, well, go, just go check it out. And she went to this Bible study and she was like, there is something seriously wrong that's happening right now in this Bible study. She's like, I don't know this pastor's story. I don't know what's happening, but there are some, there is something in my spirit that's saying, this is weird, Tom. And I was like, all right, well, here, I'll, 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 check, I'll check him out. I'll check out his church. And, and we, we started looking at these church services, and it was, it was weird, okay? It was just weird. There was one service, the, I think it was like the first service we turned into, and I'm just kind of, I'm like trying to skip to the pastor parts, right? Where's the pastor? And at one point, I am not kidding, okay? There was something happening, like some transition from a, a church member, and the pastor was legitimately knighting a person with a sword. And I was like, okay, that's, um, that's kind of interesting. And then there was a, a, a point in worship in another service where literally he started yelling at everyone in the church that they weren't raising their hands high enough during worship. And literally... He told the um, he told the, the the worship musician whoever to play it again and louder, um, and when he did, it was like people's hands were like like you could tell they were fearful. And many times in church, we are relating someone's spiritual composure based off of whatever they are doing in the physical. Now I'm not saying that there aren't things in the physical that may happen as a result of what's happening to you spiritually. But what I'm saying is that sometimes we put more emphasis on your physical posture than we have the true heart of the matter, your spiritual posture when it comes right down to it. Because there are a lot of people who can run and dance and shout and do whatever it is under the sun, but at the end of the day, their hearts are so far from who God is and from what God has for them. I believe that what's happened, maybe this is a little crazy thought, but I believe that partly what has happened because of our emphasis on physical posture, that many people have become deterred from experiencing God in the every single day, in the every moment, in the encounters that he wants to have with you in every second. Because we have placed such an emphasis on the physical posture. Think about this for a minute. I believe that this is part of why people struggle with understanding the scripture in, in Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 through 18 says this. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. 
Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is, listen, many, many people struggle with understanding that verse 17, pray without ceasing. Because their visualization of what pray without ceasing looks like is someone kneeling down in prayer at an altar. And so when you hear things like pray without ceasing, they're like, I don't even understand how that would be possible. I have a job, right? Like if I went to my job and I was, and I punched in and then I just kneeled down and I prayed for the next eight and a half, 10 hours, they're going to be like, um, hey, Tom, there's not enough widgets. Um, could you get back to widget making, right? Like it doesn't work like that. And so people look at Scriptures like pray without ceasing, and they're like, well, that can't be applied. That can't be used. But our minds are caught up with the physical posture of prayer. And if you look in the Bible, there are many, many ways that they will talk about people praying standing, people praying sitting, kneeling, laying on the ground. Like there are so many different physical postures where that could happen, but we miss out on the everyday moment. Because I believe that we are getting distracted by what is just in the physical and not what's in the spiritual. See, because I think there are these, there's these problems with our posture, right? So the doctor will tell me like all of the bad things, you know, and he knows, he knows what he's leading into. Let's just be honest, okay? He asked me, what are, what are all your aches and pains? And so I tell him all my aches and pains. And then he's like, how's your posture? And I'm like, it sucks. And he's like, well, guess what? All your aches and pains is because your posture is so bad. So they'll all get fixed if you do this, right? And, and I started looking at symptoms um, of poor posture today. And you, look, you, you see things like back pain, um, uh, joint degeneration. <laughs> that was a fun word. Joint degeneration. And, and I, I began thinking about the body of Christ and our poor posture spiritually. Because if you think about it, I think about my back pain that I would have back in the day. Back in the day, my back pain from back in the day. This is, this is making sense. When my back, if anyone has ever suffered serious back pain, you know that you almost can't do anything, right? It almost stops anything else. My wife, the only reason why she makes me go to the chiropractor every month is because she doesn't want that to happen to me. <laughs> she has too many things that she has to accomplish. And if my back is hurt, listen, when that, when that happened, I literally didn't go to work one day and she looked at me and she's like, this can never happen again, you know? And ever since then, I've been a good boy and I've gone to the chiropractor. But you think about what happens. If you don't address the problem, it gets worse. And I think about back pain and how it completely disables you. And I think about joint degeneration. Like that is like, that is crazy. And here's why I think about it. Because I think about it in the body of Christ. Think about this. We are all members, Right? Of how many bodies? One body. Where are we connected? Joints. Think about if the posture of the bride of Christ is wrong. <laughs> My wife's backing me up for a minute. <laughs> wait till I hear this. Wait till you hear the story I got about her. She's going to change all that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Think about the joint degeneration that has happened in the body of Christ. Think about how long has the body of Christ been completely laid out, unable to really make a difference for the kingdom of heaven because of our bad posture. I, I, think, I think that if you think about the pain of a joint, the pain of a joint causes the entire limb to suffer. I have these shoulders of mine, which most of you are like, he's got really huge, broad, strong shoulders. I know that's what you're thinking, but, but, um, I have had shoulder issues since I was a kid and my mom and dad, um, my mom gets on me anytime she hears about my shoulder issues. Cause she's like, I wish you would have told us when you were a kid. Um, I, I had this theory when I was a kid, I was double jointed in my shoulders. Okay. Apparently that's not a thing. <laughs> Didn't know that till I got older and someone made Google, <laughs> But I got this, this left shoulder is the worst where literally I, I can physically like move it out of socket very easily. And it happens a lot. If I sleep on my side for a while, it literally will push it out of socket. And if I wake up in the middle of the night and I go to move and it goes back in, it feels like, Aah! it feels like that. I don't know if you guys have ever felt like that in the morning, but that's how my arm feels if I sleep on it that way. I'm an old creaky man. I'm telling you guys. You guys are like, man, he should not feel like that at that age, but it's real. But what I want you to understand is because of my issue in this joint, this whole arm suffers. There are, there are many things that I have done in this church. This beam is a perfect example of it, okay? Me and Brandon built this beam years ago now, okay? And yes, it's very crooked over here, okay? And I know my wife tells me all the time, she told me after we built it, she wanted me to rebuild it. This is really cheap pine. We didn't have much money, guys. Anyways, while I'm holding it with this shoulder, I could literally only hold a board for like 10 seconds tops because the pain in my shoulder burns all the way through my entire arm. Changing light bulbs, not a fun thing for Tommy Toes, okay? I hate changing light bulbs. And it's been like that since I was a kid. But what I want you to understand is that the entire limb is suffering because of the pain in the joint. And I think about how if good posture, listen, if good posture allows good things to happen to your joints, what is poor posture doing? It's destroying them. Proverbs 4.23 says this, because this is the posture we're going to talk about. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. We're going to talk about the posture of your heart. The posture of your heart. Now, this is, this is where it gets a little tough because, um, to be quite honest, it is way easier. Listen, I, and I'm going to talk about something that Beth and I have talked about ever since we started this church, but it is way easier to just come kneel or to just lay down, or to jump, 
than it is to get the posture of your heart right. And see, you can go through the process over and over and over of just kneeling, but if you don't ever take your heart into that right posture in the process of kneeling, you're just doing some physical show for everyone else to see. You have to understand that your heart, from it flows the springs of life. (laughs) See, it is way easier for us to kneel or walk to the altar than to have to address the posture of our heart. It's like this. Have you ever, and and this is, uh, this wasn't supposed to be shoulder time with Tommy, but it's becoming that. Um, I got to the point where my shoulders were such an issue. Bethany was really annoyed. We don't have any lights in the house anymore because I won't change the light bulbs. And she's like, you're doing something about these shoulders. And so um, I was finally like, all right, I got, I got to do something. I'd mentioned it to the chiropractor and nothing was really happening. So she's like, all right, you got to do more. And so I went and I had, a, I had an MRI, one of the worst experiences of my life. Not because I was in this thing, it was because there was no one to talk to. I was just, I was just in there the whole time. And I wasn't even allowed to talk. So it was like 45 minutes in this thing, guys. You understand how horrible that was? It was awful. It was so awful. Um, so anyways, I, I do the MRI and everything. And then I go to some, um, some physical therapist and, and, and they're supposed to, I, I don't even know, orthopedic surgeon guy or whatever, okay. And I sit in there and, and I'm like, okay, you know, and I explain and I show him my shoulder and I show him what I can do with my shoulder. It's really weird and creepy. And I show him and he was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, <laughs> like it's weird. And he's like, well, my theory is the muscles around the, I I guess it's called the rotator cuff. I don't know. Um, Anyways, he said, the muscles around here, I think what you need to do is you need to strengthen them. And so here's what I'm going to suggest. I'm uh, going to give you some steroids. And over the next eight weeks, what you're going to do is you're going to do physical therapy. You're going to do it three times a week. And then you're going to do all these exercises and you're going to do blah, 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 right? Um, Now, I'm going to be honest with you. When you hear... Something like, there's not a quick fix, <laughs> and it's going to take like eight weeks of doing this repetitive process and doing all of these exercises, and the exercises they make you do are weird. Like, they're just weird exercises, okay? But you, ha- you have to do this, and not only do you have to do it there three times a week, you have to then do it home. And so they send me home with like this stretchy band, and I'm like, Hi. You know, like doing all these weird stretches and like things I got to do like this. And anyways, you, you do all these things. But at the time, you, really what you want to just say, can you just cut me open and fix it? Like, like that's just go ahead and like just do some sort of surgery because that's what most people would say. I don't want to go through the eight week process. I don't want to have to do this every single day. I don't want to. And that's exactly what we've been doing spiritually. We've been saying, you know what, um, I think I'm okay because uh, I, I really don't want to have to apply myself every day. <laughs> I mean, you didn't really mean that without ceasing thing, right? <laughs> See, we could take 
this habitual process of our prayer closet, of being willing, and we could apply this word, we could help our heart to learn and understand that this is the pattern that we are going to live in, and we can do it repetitively. We can have this pattern of caring, this this pattern of generosity, of faithfulness, of love, whatever it may be, and we could help ourselves get stronger to actually apply the word of God so that our heart's posture stays right. But you know what we often do? We have to have some sort of traumatic event that leads us to surgery. That's what happens to us. And I I say this to say it happens to all of us. I can tell you in my life some of the most intense moments of growth in regard to my posture with God, happened because of some traumatic event, what I'm going to call a surgery, right? All of a sudden, some moment happens, some thing takes place, some thing shakes us to our core, and all of a sudden, the posture of our heart becomes our most intense focus. And it got, it got me thinking about this in our own world, physically. How many surgeries take place physically today because of a refusal to follow good, healthy habits? There are surgeries that people are having to experience, surgeries that they are going through, surgeries that they are subjecting themselves because they don't want to stop all of the other things that they're doing. They don't want to have good, healthy habits. And I think the exact same thing has been happening to the body of Christ. Because we don't want to have good, healthy habits, we find ourselves in horrific situations where we don't know what to do, where we can't get the posture of our heart right, and we get frustrated, so frustrated. And it's the daily, it's the every single moment experiences that we have gotten so far from because we have only seen them as physical manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Not that those things are wrong, but we've gotten so consumed in the physical aspect of it that we have completely forgotten the spiritual. And I wanna, I wanna show you someone who I believe shows us the perfect example of how this is supposed to work. Little guy by the name of Jesus, okay? Not sure if you've heard of him. John chapter 13, verses one through five, shows Jesus' posture in what I would believe, and I think everyone would agree, is like an impossible situation to have good posture. It says in verse one, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin 
And he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Here's Jesus, knowing that he's about to be brutally crucified, knowing that the devil had already gotten into one of his disciples. And he took a posture that most of us couldn't even imagine. You know what we want? We want our debtors to pay. <laughs> we, want, we want our enemies, we want our enemies to suffer. We want those that had different opinions than we did, we want them to be proven wrong. And in all of that, the question remains, what is our posture in any of it? See, is it like Jesus? Are we at their feet, literally wanting to wash their dirty feet, wanting to love them like that? Are we just waiting for the door to slap them on the back side once they get through it, <laughs> right? I mean, I'll tell you, the week that we're heading into, guys, election week, this is going to be one of the most divisive weeks that our country has ever seen. And what are we going to do? What are they going to see of the bride of Christ as a result of whatever happens? What is our posture going to be? See, we have to understand that it's not about being right. It's not about getting our way. Everything that we do, everything that we focus on, everything that we experience should be truly about honoring God. And nothing else. Because the rest of it, it doesn't matter. If it, is, if it is surpassing your desire to honor God, then it is a God to you. As simple as that. See, we are more passionate about a hundred other things than we have been about God. Your life, your purpose isn't supposed to be wrapped in anything else but honoring God. First Peter 5.5 5 says this. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Let's skip that part. Um, clothe yourselves, <laughs> all of you, with humility toward one another. For God, listen, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Listen, it's all about your posture right here. It's all about the posture of our heart because everything I've been saying this lately. Everything that we do, everywhere that we go, we need to understand that by being, right, by being a child of God, that this gospel, you're carrying it. 
And if you knew the power in it, if you knew the authority that was in it, if you knew everything that it really contained for your life, I think we would carry ourselves so much differently into everything that we see and everything that we encounter. Because we would realize the severity of what this really means. More than an election outcome, more than anything, we would understand this. That we Listen, we as a church, we need to get our posture right. I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we get ready to close. I want to say this tonight. We need to get our posture right as the bride of Christ, not just his real church, as the entire church. Because I believe for a long time the church has suffered greatly because of our poor posture. We have put emphasis on different things. We've put emphasis on physical things above the spiritual things. We have thought certain people to be more spiritual because of their physical expressions of their experiences. And people who are reserved, who may have the most intense connection with the heart of God, we throw to the side. And we have suffered, our joints have suffered, our limbs have suffered because of our poor posture. 